Welcome to episode three of the Yeah Baby podcast. This week, we have a special guest, James Dybul from Wubs in the Woods. We'll talk to him about the good parts of dubstep and why all genres matter. We also talk about David Guetta. Is he a gentle lover or is he a future rave sex addict from the future? We talked about The Last of Us, Mando, and Chris Rock is his special good or bad. We also bring in Bigfoot's dick. Was it real? Was it not real? You'll find out on this episode of Yeah. Baby. <laughs> it sounds like you said it's Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot's dick real. <laughs> you said dick. I don't think you could say dick more times in a minute than you just did. Like everything was like, David got his dick. Bigfoot's dick. James got a dick. Wolves has dicks. Got it. Dicks. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Welcome to the third edition of the Yeah Baby podcast. This week, we have a special guest on. It is James Dybald from Wubs in the Woods, the king of the north himself. And he is ready to share and debate some dubstep action along with share some <laughs> silly ass stories that we have going on this month. <laughs> yeah, I, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Come back. <laughs> You so James, how are we doing, buddy? Go ahead. Good. How's life? Every life is great. So uh, as Tommy said, uh, I run the festival Loves in the Woods up here in the north, uh, near Peacherville, Alberta, and uh, it's been a good few years. We're on year four now. Um, had a blast hanging out with these boys at the Womp, and it's definitely built some good connections. And uh, I'm super happy they brought me on their podcast so we can debate about. Uh, the little bass music debate why we smell so good <laughs> I, 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 after the after the first podcast and we were like sharing our different opinions on dubstep uh me and james were like like we're all really good friends but he, we were just talking back back and forth about it and then i started typing into chat gpt i was like why do people at dubstep smell listen to dubstep smell so bad and i kept sending him all these <laughs> chat gpt responses <laughs> <laughs> I said it's because we it's because we dance harder. That's why. Because we uh, we move more and we sweat more. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but last time I saw James, uh, he was looking looking less less formal. You see, this is a, another James for me. I'm loving it. <laughs> a whole other persona here. Well, I mean, I got outfits here. I could I could slowly rotate into different personas. <laughs> <laughs> there we go we'll get you into party mode by the end of this fucking podcast yeah everyone's got their clothes up when's the last time you saw him frank when was well, the last well, time it was a, it was a walk but and then my favorite memory of james is he just shows up with a with um with a baby on a on a carrier just walking around and the name was Mar margaret was the name margaret, of the name? yeah bad bitch margaret <laughs> That's <laughs> Margaret, dude. That fucking baby made me laugh so much every time I saw her. And she's yeah, got, she's got like it. a, like a little, like a little message. What's in, what's in the, in the button that she's carrying? Uh, she's got, she's wearing an outfit, and it's, she's got a "Hello, my name is" stickers on her, and yeah. one says "Hello, my name is your sleep paralysis demon." <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it it's, says? The freak, <laughs> it's the freakiest fucking thing, dude, man. It's so yeah. When we were at Base Coast, we were rolling around with the carriage, and we, we went to the the one main daytime stage there. Uh, I'm sure it's called Church of the Sea, but awesome stage. And we were just rolling around there with her, and I, she was a huge hit. 
and people are handing out hello my name is uh stickers and i wrote oh i want one for margaret and i wrote hi hello my name is margaret and i I put it on her and then the girl was like no no i'm writing her a new one and then she wrote that (laughs) and just slapped it on her (laughs) too too fucking hilarious and it made it to the fantastic fantastic news segment too huh yeah uh funny story (laughs) funny story about when uh they put that after they put that sticker on her um she started getting handed around so i was like oh, okay she's fine i'll go back to camp grab some drinks i'll be quick so i rushed back to camp we were far walk i come back and she was on stage with the dj uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she was up there and i was just like oh no <laughs> so they had her standing beside the cdjs so i was like ah oh, she's she seems like she's doing fine she fell over and her hand was like on the red power button of the power bar for the day. It was like oh my god, the power bar. Bad bitch, Margaret. Bad bitch, Margaret. I think his name was uh, J Pod. I believe was playing. And oh then, yeah, yeah, J Pod. Yeah, and then I like we we made eye contact, and I was like, oh shit. And uh, <laughs> I was just like went up there and grabbed my doll. He's like, that was close. I'm like, very close. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, but yeah, J-Pod is super cool, though. There, there's some DJs that for sure would have gone mad at it, but J-Pod's pretty sweet. Yeah. Margaret is pretty sweet. She's a good-looking baby, too, you know? <laughs> She's a good-looking baby. <laughs> Dude, was, Margaret, was Margaret with you when you were... Because uh, I remember last year at Wubs, you uh, kayaked while Neon Steve was playing, which was like... One of the most epic moments in a festival I've seen. Just like you <laughs> in the crowd, like boating through, kayaking through. Was Margaret with you? No, I had I had a bunch of stuff in the kayak. So like I I, I was rotating like <laughs> when I pulled out like the oars, and then I like put the oar away, and I pulled out the fishing rod with the dildo on it. <laughs> so I was I was like poking people in the head with the dick as we were going around the circle. Oh, dude, yeah. that fucking dildo! Wow. Just dabbing them. <laughs> Just Pure the best festival yeah. shenanigans. <laughs> so great. Yo, how yeah, long has uh, so Wubs been running for? Uh, this is the fourth year, um, but we, we hosted like a private music festival for a couple years and then it was actually bigger at first. And then we decided to cut back the attendees and only invite people from the local area. So that was called Vanderfest and we did that for a few years. And then we decided to start doing Wubs as kind of like a side project, but then I changed it. I swapped. I made Wubs my main focus. And now Vanderfest, I like instead of inviting a few hundred people, I cut it back to just like a hundred people. Mm. So oh, like the so Wubs is Wubs is year four, but it's like the seventh or so festival that we've done. But uh, yeah. Vander's pretty small now, but I, we like it that way. We um, Paul came last year. Yeah, and Vander was a great time last year. <laughs> I, I like that it's smaller and more of like a like you know everybody type vibe. Yeah, because there's that sick like playhouse you put like the stage beside. Yeah, like, what is it? It's like a treehouse thing, it, and it's, it's all like three board on stilts. It's like 15, 20 <laughs> feet tall. It's huge, and yeah, we we used to use that as the DJ booth up there, but it was a little like crammed up there because it's only like a three foot deck. So I this this year I decided to bring it all down, and uh, we just kind of made the the tree fort like an overlook of the stage, so you could see everyone dancing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> So that's 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 you, you did something and you did something similar at, at Wubs too. I like that. The, the, the top of the stage. Yeah. Made of made of glass. I don't know what that is. I'm glad you caught that. A lot of people didn't know, but Wubs in the Woods this year 
had a plexiglass dance floor above the DJ booth and I didn't open it. So a lot of people didn't even notice. So I didn't, it, didn't even know that was a yeah, thing. Yeah. Why, why didn't you open it? I didn't open it because I, I didn't think it was safe enough yet. So um, it's not safe. <laughs> we, were, we were up there and then we were with cocktails. And of course, we're dancing and the cocktails slid around and then we were slid around. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really dangerous, but it was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have rails done yet, and uh, also, <clears throat> like the the ceiling's only seven feet high, and there was like nails from from like putting the shingles on. So I want to like sheet that first, and then build some rails, and then hopefully, like this year, we'll have it open. And uh, <clears throat> it's well supported, but it'll be a yeah. good little VIP area for the artists and stuff. To and it's pretty cool to look down at the person playing music below you. And just watch them. <laughs> Super sick. I, 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 I can some... already see myself abusing that. Just my yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Need some fences and I just need to bring a helmet. Just to be sure. <laughs> is, is there a way to have it like so that the it would be like a balcony so you could look out to the crowd? Or is that like so, yeah, we, we, we were kind of trying to figure out what to do there. So originally, the, the wolf that's on the stage now, it was not supposed to be there this year. Mm. Um, we had a new one we designed, and the the DJ booth was actually the mouth of the new wolf. The new wolf was supposed to be 30 feet tall. like It was supposed to be like massive, you know what I mean? Great. And so we never finished it, so I, we decided just to move that wolf. And what we were going to do is we were going to like cut out the eyes of the other wolf, and you'd be able to like see out in the crowd through the eyes and stuff. And you kind of have to like a little viewing points, but we don't know what we're gonna do now because we're gonna we're gonna sit down this summer and decide what we're how we're gonna redesign the stage. But it would be nice to have at least some sort of window up there that you could see the crowd because. But in some ways, I didn't want pit in the pictures. Like I didn't want someone's stupid head sticking out a window and there's like a yeah, yeah, DJ yeah. shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I need to like get some like one way glass or something. <laughs> yeah, you did so much work out there though. Like because this last year, you added the you added the new stage. Well, I gotta and, say that uh, that that like the first year, like last year was my first year at Wubs, and like it was basically the first festival after COVID had happened. And I'll like, it was a magical festival moment for like, I think everybody there because we had been locked down for two years. And then you threw this like unreal festival in the woods with like the most bomb ass sound system. And it was just, the weather was perfect. There was like no rain. Uh, everything just like, everything was just, like perfect that weekend and every cool. dj i remember came out and just played like it was the last set of their freaking lives and just like it all had it dialed in and all the vibes are there and i was like this is the greatest festival i've been to in like forever it's fucking amazing can't wait to see what he's got next year and then this last year like what paul was saying you like totally took it to the next level and like built this insane second stage with like a chandelier tons of room for people to dance on the on the yeah uh, the and DJ the boat food. the boat is so cool oh yeah Dude, that boat was such a hangout too it <laughs> looks so sick yeah the boat the boat is pretty awesome um so my buddy was doing an engine swap on his boat and he's just like i'll bring it out there when it doesn't have the engine in it and people could just vibe and party in it all weekend i was like sweet that sounds dope and it was a pain to get out onto a dance floor, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's not wait, easy so putting a jet boat out into the middle of a dance floor, but we did it. So wait, so it's not coming back? The boat's not coming back? We, we, uh, he, he said that he will bring out this sea dude next year. So we're going to have a sea dude next year. <laughs> oh, that's insane, dude. 
I love, I love party that. Scene. I love that. That <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, every year we always bring new stuff and we're trying to change it up. So like <clears throat> um year two when you were you guys were there, um, you guys remember the dome we had and the dome was like super fun and it was a good hit. Um and a tree fell on it. So it got wow. destroyed. Yeah, after Wubs, a big tree fell, which thank God it didn't fall during Wubs. And the tree was actually pretty healthy, so we were pretty surprised that this tree out of all the trees fell. Um, we are hoping to have a new dome this year, so we're going to have those extra chill spots that kind of add to the party quite a bit. And it's important to have those, because, like, as you guys know, there's lots of bass music at my festival, and, like, for guys like, for example, you guys love house music and you're not going to want to get into 150 dub for an hour or two, you know? So it's key for me to have a spot for people to go that they can listen to the genres of music that they like all night. And that's why the dome was so important and why it was sad to lose it last year. But this year we're going to bring it back and we're going to have a spot that, okay, there's only tech house at the stage and this person doesn't like tech house they can go check out the dome and maybe they'll catch some awesome dnb in there or whatever Say, oh yeah what, so what's gonna have three, three stages basically two stages on the dome yeah and that's what we did the the year two and then we Say, we lost okay. that opera we lost the dome so then we went down to the two stages this year and then we'll be we'll be back to two stages and the dome this year is the plan yeah Oh, after after dope. the like last not last year's the year before the first wubs that i went to we were having team meetings at the womp and they were like i was like oh my god guys like we got to get a fucking dome like the dome was the best we just go in there it was so vibey the colors were all nice and shit and then by like three weeks in like at the start of all our womp meetings they're like okay tommy like we're gonna probably we'll we'll think about getting a fucking dome i was just talking about it so much i fucking love the dome <laughs> 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 he, he built a dome in his own living room. That, that's how much I love. I can't get a dome zone. <laughs> yeah, there's a hashtag going around for a while. It was no home like dome. <laughs> <laughs> I call him now Thomas the Dome Anthony. <laughs> cool. Okay, yeah, man, that's a fucking sweet, sweet uh, improvement again for this year. I, I'm excited to see. Yeah, what, what else? What else happens? And one, awesome. one good thing that, that like I appreciate with like I've noticed especially I've said this before in Canyon festivals, but like the Wubs for sure, um, the sound system was just dialed in. Like it was the nice thick PK sound, super duper like just crispy, oh, crispy. Just, just crispy. I loved it. Yeah, it so good. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Reed because uh, that's that's our boy right there. He uh, he's a phenomenal sound sound guy, and uh, he'll be you know he does he's doing the amphitheater these past couple of years for Shambhala and. Uh, so if you could catch him at the amp, that's the type of sound where, you know, trying to that make it a smaller player. level. And it's just incredible. He's just so good at what he does. And, and uh, we had John Edge join us this year, and he was killing it as yeah. well on the yeah, other stage. Awesome, and, uh, yeah. yeah, no, shout out shout out to those boys. So it's good. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Read your beauty, buddy, if you see this. <laughs> this bumps. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's you guys yeah. saw each other too this weekend, right? That was uh Yes. I got I gotta say, yeah, like Grand Prairie, all the homies up there, like Wubs in the Woods, like that's kinda like where I at least I met a lot of the GP people and they just come out to support like it's no tomorrow. James, you came down this weekend. Me and Paul played uh the first show of our Hey Poppy tour this weekend. And, and Caleb. Uh, hey Poppy. And uh yeah, a control room myself uh at uh the Den Pub. Shout out to G Fresh for having us out. And yeah, Paul, tell them about the fucking night. <laughs> oh man. I um 
you know, that's like home for me, right? I'm from Fairview. So I always got that, which is an hour, an hour north of Grand Prairie. So I always got to get mentally prepared um, <laughs> to go back home <laughs> and just be on my best behavior. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was an unreal night. So many homies came out. Um, some friends from back in the hockey days were there. James, obviously, Ben came. And uh, yeah, we had an eventful night, didn't we, Tommy? Oh, baby. <laughs> it was so good. Bananas. Bananas. These guys, uh, control room. They just they like they 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 played for that first and uh just came out and smashed it out super duper hard, throwing down like all their original tunes. And uh Paul's like he, he started getting a little bit loose after a little bit, and he's like, hey, yeah, he's like, he's like Tommy, he's like, what? A, I just wanna, I just wanna be like talk like talk smack on the mic. I'm like, I'm taking the mic away. So he gets up on the mic and he's just like getting the crowd riled up, getting hands up everywhere. She, she can, and then uh, some girl was like, she came up, she's like, oh, can I talk on the mic? Can I talk on the mic? And then Paul's oh my like, God, oh, no. you want to talk? And he, she's like, he handed her the mic and she's like, and he's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, all of her friends and like five other people right at the front of the road just burst out laughing. It was so funny. <laughs> just the timing of it was just amazing. <laughs> Dude, that reminded yeah. me was uh, we went to play uh, in Lagla Beach, and it was very few people, of course, in this party. But it was it was a good party. And then this girl just came to ask for this fucking song and just fucking ask for this song and ask for this song. And I just fucking just had enough of it. I'm like, oh, you wanna you want this song? Oh yeah, you want this song? Like, yeah, yeah, I want this song. Oh, you want the song? Yeah. Well, go to your home and listen to your <laughs> fucking iPod. <laughs> just, Bro, I was saying, I didn't know what you said. You know, what you said. You just so like, what was going on? Fuck out of here. <laughs> so I, I feel you, I feel you. I feel you, man. It's just, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a situation to deal with drunk. Can I dance up here? <laughs> and you're like, no. <laughs> like you said it so politely. You're like, please leave. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. You see anybody else from dancing up here? He's like, okay. And then just like walked off. <laughs> well, there was another dude, like we're playing. And then I didn't even notice. And then I just like feel this presence behind me. It's this guy. He's like, turn around. And he's like, no stones. He's like, hey, man, can I request this song? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, go away. <laughs> What makes you think you're you're not even pretty, boy? <laughs> yeah, it's because they're not part of the scene, and they like they go out to these these clubs that are just they're just relevant around like the college, you know. Like that's they have no idea how how DJs work and sets and all that. Yeah, stuff. true, true, true. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, one thing I, I hadn't seen I hadn't seen in a while was like like because any any shows that I've been playing or festivals, like people go there because of the music, and they're like, okay, like this is I I, I have a specific reason for going there, but there was like I would say like 60 40 split of people 60 percent came for the music and then there was just like 40 percent college kids which were awesome uh and yeah. they just they were just dancing and just like having a great time but one thing i will say man all the girls that were at the show were raging so hard like all the videos yeah, that i just posted on social media they're screaming and yelling i was like this is awesome oh, like this sick. is so good like gives <laughs> <laughs> you great positive it, feedback I love that one. You know, when a when a party is good, I, I I do believe in this being a DJ and everything. It doesn't matter who the fuck's playing, man. You know, like if the party is yeah. good, we're having a good time. I I, I love that. I, many parties that I go here, nobody knows who's in the lineup. I go like, oh, this DJ is playing and he's here. It's awesome. 
Nobody knows. Nobody cares. It's packed. Nobody's looking at the DJ or just partying and doesn't have a good time. And and it's awesome. I, I, it takes out that that pressure too of, of you know of the party. And and it, I don't know. It's I appreciate that anyway. If it's a good party, it's a good party. Period. Doesn't matter who the fuck's yeah, playing. Yeah, definitely. And real quick, want to shout out uh, Jane J Fresh. He's uh, runs Fresh Squeeze Freshly Squeeze Entertainment. He's the guy who booked us. Uh, thanks, Jane. We had an epic night. Really appreciate it. Epic night. That. Everything was so yeah. good. Like, yeah, sound was good. Production was set up. Like, the hotel was also right beside the venue, which was right super there. sick. Such a good place, place to play. Um, I was just and the sound. Uh, they brought in extra bins for us and stuff. Like, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Hell, I mean, yeah. it wasn't David Gaeta, but, uh, you know, I would have been loving it to be over there with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, one thing I will say too, which uh, to uh, add to what you were saying, Frankie, was um, it doesn't really matter what like it is, like as long as the vibe of the party is there. That's how I always felt about when people were like, "Oh, this person's using like tractor, or this person's using Serato, yeah, yeah, yeah. or like the sync button, or whatever." Uh, at the end of the day, who cares? Like as long as you're yeah. making the party happen and people are dancing and enjoying, that's really all that matters. Like there's if people are having fun, that's your job on the dance floor. It's like not to yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. just play your own music or someone else's music or how you're playing it. It's just like you are there to create a vibe and to make people have fun. And if you're doing that, yeah. Yeah, if, you, if, if you judge DJs because they're playing on tractor, that's like what, like beerism or like wow, <laughs> 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 like equipism. So I will say that's like to, that fits into this really well. So like before we play, we usually pick like fifty ish songs that is like hey this is like a roadmap this is what we want to do and like usually the more, more people are there for like the edm show like we were saying earlier this was kind of like you know like 40 percent or whatever it was was kind of more of like a bar college night so we like totally swapped it up so and like started playing like near the end just you stuff that we thought that they would want to hear you know what i mean like not yeah. our yeah 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 you gotta read the crowd you gotta read the crowd that's for sure yeah I think yeah. that that yeah. separates uh like even like just pro traditional like producers and artists from like DJs because they are two different skills and like reading a room is important and then I remember TJR told me this how like I don't know eight years ago or something like that oh, he was TJR. like I'll tell you about TJR <laughs> fill me in later Frankie <laughs> but he said he was saying like for like he was playing in Vegas and like big festivals and things like that and he was like man I have like a like a club festival or a club playlist and I have like festival playlists he's like they're different types of music you want to have like everything geared up for like whatever situation you may encounter and like especially with the club stuff like it's got to be kind of like quick paced familiar stuff you have to like if you just play all originals or all original bangers then people aren't gonna connect with the set you kind of have to play like some throwbacks and then mix them in with other ones even our song for paul we were testing one of our new collabs out and i made sure to strategically play it in between like i'm like okay this will get people to dance for get them all hyped up and then they'll be primed and then i'll get an actual um representation of like how they feel when they listen to this this song and it, and it turned ended up going really well which is super yeah tjr tjr hates me man the last time i saw tjr i opened for tjr and it was at knoxville in edmonton and of course he played what bounds and like you know like edm basically and that day, I remember that Adriana was angry for something. There was something going on in her life. She was super angry. And she wanted to play dubstep, funny enough. Uh, back in the day, we used to play dubstep in her set. James <laughs> <was> like, yes! <laughs> and then she started playing dubstep. Uh, and in that moment, 
TJR came, he came a little earlier to just to check out the crowd and whatever. And then Adriana was playing dubstep and TJR was so fucking angry at us because we thought it just, the play was just rowdy and it was a whole other vibe, but it was just super hype. And TJR was angry because it was not the vibe. And then he got to play and, and the, the change of vibe was just clear. Like he went down with his music. <laughs> we never got hired enough. And now it's like, no, not <laughs> once again. Did you play a whole dubstep set, set right before him? Not a whole dubstep set, but like the, the last part of, my, of our set, we could start climbing, climbing, climbing. And they would just, well, Adriana played dubstep because she was angry and she needed to put the shit out. When she gets angry, she listens to Excision. <laughs> <laughs> So she played dubstep, <laughs> and then I remember that that the, the owner of Noise just came to kind of do something, and I had to kind of stand like, "Yo, you're not going anywhere, motherfucker. We have five more minutes, and she's playing dubstep, and she's angry. So let her fucking do it." <laughs> happy wife, happy human. life. <laughs> I, I did that to I did that to Paula one time. We played in Grand Prairie for the Canada show. I played dubstep like ten minutes before yeah. we went on. Screaming bangers. <laughs> <laughs> So there, we played dubstep our last song or whatever before the the song, yeah. we played like the subtronic remix of uh of uh escape but like we really had like an edit where it's like John Summit into that and then uh because of the whole podcast and everything along the mic I'm like we love dubstep or whatever and it was like a contextual thing of course huh <laughs> Well, me and Tyler were super happy and laughing our asses off in the crowd. We thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that's ideally that's what we, we'd like with like all our future shows is like to have like inside jokes at the podcast and then we could shout it out while we're playing and make fun of people. <laughs> or yeah. While we're playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I, I grabbed the I grabbed the green M mitt when you guys were playing. And like everyone we were like telling everyone to put their hands up and I like had the mitt and then and then while I was while I was up there, <laughs> just <laughs> just vibing with the mitt, I got everyone like music drops. Everyone's dancing. I get off, and then that that random group of girls that was jumping up and down the whole time up front, you know, the ones yeah. that were screaming in your yeah, video, yeah, yeah. they're like, "Why do you have an oven mitt? That's so weird." And I'm just like, oh, how do I explain this?" So I was like, "I like, I don't know." I'm just weird. I just like whatever. Oh my god. I tend to oh, burn I'm, my I'm married. I don't need to press you. I'm not getting into this one. Yeah, it's like, this is an, this is an, I'm going to put it down now. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I need to say a public service announcement that I hope this gets shared to everybody that ever wants to come on stage while Deezer is throwing it down, or if they're dancing up on stage. One thing that freaking guides my gears. I was going over the footage of because uh, I record <laughs> mostly every set or whatever uh, from uh, like I have a the camera set up so just so you can get all the, the footage after and there was one main point james was up and we were we were thanking we had all the boys up on stage and james was like let's get some girls up here everybody up on stage and we had probably like 20 people up on stage and then like the the, the build-up is happening everyone has their hands up they're raging the party the energy is increasing and then all of a sudden i'm not gonna name who it is but buddy comes up and he's just like oh I'm going to start a conversation right in front of the fucking camera and just just totally blocks the whole camera. I know it is. You know who it is. You know who it is. And then another guy was just ripping on his phone. If you're on stage, 
Dance, motherfuckers. Dance. away and don't talk to anybody and have fun because you're yeah. like people are looking at you up there and it's you're just like oh this guy looks bored as shit on his phone it like kills the the atmosphere of everything yeah. it kills the environment I love, I love that tommy says that because in my wiki woods video tommy was doing exactly that yeah look at you having fun god damn it <laughs> was that with the with the lightsaber and the camera no, no, no. One moment, you, the camera comes in because it, they they did the video like the whole set. So you just and then they and then you see the camera. And they're like, oh, you rather just just dancing? I'm like, oh, we saw you with the phone. We saw you with the phone, motherfucker. Well, you know I'm a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you, man. It looks horrible every time you go the, 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 at the footage because it's just well, are you guys partying or not? Like, who yeah. are you texting? You're gonna text, just you know, go somewhere else and don't get on the stage. Yeah, I gotta figure something out like that because like I made my stage bigger so I could have more people on stage, but at the same time. Sometimes it clutters some of the really good photos, and I gotta like make some decisions on how I want to approach that next year. Because like, uh, definitely the the vibes are just insane having everyone up there, and you see the whole crowd feeds off of how many people we always have in the booth, right? But at the same time, I notice like there'll be this gnarly good photo, and then there's just some idiot in the background, like you know, looking <laughs> looking hilarious. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, but I, I have to say, they, they, they booth with people. This is in in yeah in my in my chamber like you can you need some dancers like you know no I need you to let me pay people into the stage that's 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 that makes the vibe of the party for sure it feels uh, it's like a house party kind of vibe so I I do yeah. love it I, I think that you killed it with that idea for that reason that that increases the vibe in the booth and then the people that is looking at it it just and you know, funny enough, I I I I got that vibe from back in the day, Shambhala, watching uh, an excision set uh, at the at the village, and it was crazy because he was he was playing, and then he he was just with all his crews, and then his girlfriend was on the side, and everybody was just headbanging so hard, and I like, just seeing that just increased the vibe of the it show does. for the people looking at the stage. So that. Yeah. That feels that and looks great, you know. Just, it's about the pictures. You gotta make sure that you know people are not. Yeah, but it's just yeah. The well, that, I just like maybe I just need to like lay down some ground rules before people go mm. up. It's like if you mm. want to go up there, keep your phone away, like no phones, yeah, yeah. no phones, and put your drinks down over here because there was a lot of people like spilling drinks back there, and I yeah, was like yeah, super, yeah, super anal and picky about drinks near gear, especially because the gear's mine, right? And I'm like, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I did I notice agree, at, at, at Wubs there was like like obviously you went through all the pictures and stuff like that and saw like the exact moments but if ever there was always people just vibing and dancing up there like vibing, it, it vibing, just vibing. looked good like up on that stage which was super fucking it sick. seemed good like everyone yeah, wanted to be up there yeah yeah yeah, it seemed good. I will say, I just saw uh, Dr. Fresh. He uh, posted some video of him in New York this past weekend, and he brought the stage down to like the boiler room set. Man, yeah, those boiler room style sets are so bomb. I like, love they, that shit. They're well, so cool. Man, yeah. the Not Two videos right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, not Two's boiler room videos right now are freaking insane. It is yeah. just crazy. He's been like killing the sound so you can hear everyone. It's getting hot. And then it's just like the whole crowd just yeah. up and down. Yeah, you got to go watch him. I'm actually, I was, I was just going to say, I was actually the plan of this stage originally. We were going to do a like a 360 stage, but we pulled out on it. And it was, uh, I don't know. I've always wanted to do one. I think they're super cool. 
I, I agree. Know. I agree. It, it requires logistics, but I think it's uh, it's 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 money for sure. It's just a whole other vibe. I, I love that. Yeah, it just you make the crowd part of the party. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and like yeah. There, there's always a forward direction though. Like for Fractal Forest, it's like it's 360, mm -hmm. but it, it's still one side of the stage that everyone stands on for most part because that's the way the DJ is facing. And yeah, you yeah, correct. Sure, bins on that stage because that's the main direction, right? So I don't know. I. The boiler room oh, set. Let you make it rotate, and now we're talking money. That's, right there. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking of because there's super, there's tons of stuff out there that you can have electronics in the middle that spin, and I was just like, man, it'd be so cool that like a merry-go-round, not like actually ripping. <laughs> <laughs> a merry-go-round would be fucking sick. Just the crowd's fucking with you, just spinning you in any round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just hanging on. <laughs> oh, sick! So sick! Yeah. Well, yeah, boiler room sets are just phenomenal. I, I love them. It's super cool. I got to be a part of, like, my first one at Base Coast this year, like, actually walk around the whole thing. I, that was my first one I've ever attended. I, mm. I know they're big in Europe, so I'm sure you've been to a lot, hey, Frank? But uh, There's a few, a few yeah. Uh, in here, there's a, there's a big tower called the Tower in Amsterdam, and they do that usually at that tower. It's a like big windows, and you see the whole city, and, and usually they actually do a lot of, like, sunrise party believe it or not you have to go there like at 4 or 5 a.m in the morning to party until noon it's <laughs> this fucking weird set sounds hard but it's a, yeah but it's a vibe it's, a, it's such a vibe i'm it's sure we can vibe. do it <laughs> i'm sure we can do it you could give it a try you <laughs> could give it a try yeah um while we're on the topic of like high energy sets we went and see nostalgics in calgary like the night the night after holy shit she smashed that set she just like 100 percent bangers the whole time and it was just i had i had a blast I, I loved it she's killing it yeah and she's just so nice she is like yeah i couldn't say enough good things about how kind she is to talk to you she just i, like, I, haven't, to everybody. I haven't seen her someone's got a crush <laughs> well, oh, honestly, I, I haven't seen play, and, but I met I met it once, uh, and it was it was at the village. It was uh, Fives was playing, and and she was like in in the stage in in the booth where it was full of people dancing, and she was by me, and she was just chill and cool and like an easy going, and she's got she's got this superstar energy to her. It's it's weird to describe. She just she's just got it, and I, and I saw her, and then she was just cool and chill, but. But it's just a vibe. She's got a vibe, and, and yeah, I haven't seen her play, which I, I regret yet. But but she does have a cool vibe for sure. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, wonder I, what I, I understand why is. Paul could be in love with her. Uh, hey Frank, what's <laughs> our vibe when we're just like? Show your Fuck, give these guys the water. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was it was just scary for everybody else for sure. <laughs> we, scary. We, we thought we were cool. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's a it's a it's a good time. So yeah, I'm I'm sure you're in love with her, Paul, and, and I'll allow yeah. it. I'll allow it. No comment. <laughs> but it is it is really nice seeing like when you meet um like especially like huge crazy artists who are like touring all the time that are just like super nice and down to earth like it's 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 really refreshing to just like see that they're just kind of like you and you just they're just doing their thing like obviously they're just crushing it playing all these crazy shows and there's like lots of like time management and stuff like that but it i noticed nostalgic she really makes time for like all the fans and to just like hang out with people and yeah just 
overall great. Yeah. Well, a lot of people that get into music are like, are dealing with a lot of like high anxiety and stuff, right? Like it's a common relationship, like mental health, mental health issues and being an artist are go one in one. Like I've never met, I've never met an artist that isn't like jam packed with lots of mental health issues and stuff. And what I noticed like with a lot of the famous people, they'll either over, over exaggerate when they're getting famous, they'll like overdo it and they'll take it to the next step because they've never had that much. Or I've seen a lot of famous people that are just super quiet and shy, even though they're the famous person. Like I met, you know, I've met like Excision and, and, uh, Dion Timmer and stuff. And we're, we're like chilling one day. We're eating pizza in Edmonton at the back of the, behind, uh, Bombfest. And they were like, super chill and seem nervous to talk to us you know where we were like annoying and in their face and we're like you know it was like mm. we're like eating pizza with them like making fun of them and they're and they're just like, yeah yeah <laughs> you're just like okay. well you know what were you what were you wearing though i gotta ask it i was <laughs> i was wearing it you're just trying to make out with them all night <laughs> well it was like we we came in and my wife has an excision tattoo on her on her arm. It's got like a, but it's like a remake of it. It looks pretty cool. It's just like an X, but it's kind of like, it's a different style. It doesn't look like a typical one that stands out. It almost blends in or you can't even tell it's one. And then um, we went back there and he was signing it. And he's just like, he was so nervous. He was just like, I've never had someone tattoo my signature on them before. He's like, I'm super nervous and stuff. And we're like, Man, your excision you can write that as shitty as you want. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what exactly. I kind of think is like like when we two weeks ago uh played in Calgary with Control Room and uh the second night when I came out to see them play, like you're in another city, you don't really know anybody, like any like especially if you're sober, like I'm I haven't been drinking or anything like that, and you're just like Oh, you're at a club at like 10 o'clock. Like you just, you, you're, you're around new people. And sometimes it's just like, either you're not in the mood to be super duper social or it's just like, like hard or whatever. So like, I think if you're, especially if you're traveling around to all these different places, meeting all these different people, like every different single night, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. It, I, I agree. Like on a serious note, like I really um, echo what James is saying, like even for myself, just, you know, always trying to be on your best behavior at the same time, but also being this crazy party atmosphere and like trying to be like the cool guy. But like, it's just, it's a, it's a struggle. You know, yeah. sometimes. But you're a cool guy. You don't need to try to be a cool guy, Paul. You are the cool guy, baby. Oh, uh, thanks, baby. Or freaking Rico Suave over here. In my heart, you're a cool guy, baby. <laughs> Funny thing about my heart is it's located on my <laughs> so have you guys heard about the that that uh conspiracy theory about the bigfoot from bamf oh my god no, yeah, we what, what is this. it about yeah i mean yeah i don't know what's going on with it but i, I have heard people starting to talk about it. What, what, what okay, is it? so the, there was this this guy uh from edmonton he went to banff he was just with his homies he had like kind of a, a pretty decent tiktok following i think he had like sixty thousand tiktok followers and he was just posting random stuff like it was no specific like niche or anything like that and he went to uh banff and he took this video of like he zoomed in on his phone and it went in like 50x it was like the samsung so it, like zoomed like in this year yeah like this year like a couple months ago uh, i think it was actually like november last year and yeah, okay, he saw right. there was this 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 thing on top of the mountain and like when you zoom in it was like this big but like when you zoom out and look at the mountain it looked like a giant like an actual giant and he was like what the fuck is this this is super duper crazy 
So then the next day he went back to the exact same spot and took a video and it wasn't there. And he's like, what the heck? Like, why isn't this thing there? He's like, what what's going on? So then the next day, so there, this is all like documented on uh, TikTok. I actually just looked up the other day. Documented and- on TikTok as if it's... <laughs> <laughs> the next day he didn't use a filter. <laughs> no, no, but like it's every day he had these... Filters, the next day they didn't work. <laughs> he had every day, whatever he was, he was posting a video. So then the third day uh, he went up and he, he's like, hey, I'm going to drop up and see where this thing is so he like drove up this public mountain and there's a video of he had to put the phone down some guy was like hey uh you're not allowed up here this is like government business or something like that and the guy's like oh he's like this is a public road he's like please man he's like just leave man and the guy didn't sound official at all he just sounded like he was asking him to leave really nicely so whatever he he fucked off and he went back to his hotel and the next day he saw that tr- the same car that was up on the mountain outside of his it was like all tinted it was like a it wasn't a government vehicle it was like a, a chevy camaro and it looked badass and then it was like watching him through the window and then when he peeked his head out it just revved its en- engine and beelined it out of there and then the next video which was like two days later was him just in he having sex with bigfoot <laughs> <laughs> just in the woods <laughs> dreams yeah he's like making out with Bigfoot like oh shit <laughs> no the next video was like him in a in like uh like against just like a white background and him like looking kind of down like that and being like uh yeah all those videos were fake i don't know what was going on i was just trying to like razzle you guys up and he kept like looking off to the side of the camera to like it looked like he was to make sure he was saying something correctly and then the next video which was the next day of him just being like hey i don't know i'm gonna get in trouble for this but all those videos were real these guys were forcing me to say that they were fake and he's like they're real he's like i don't know if you'll ever see me after this and then after that two weeks later he mysteriously died <laughs> and he's dead and his uh oh, wow. his uh the, the obituary was on i looked it up on in, in uh whatever yeah i had like 25 mutual friends with him on facebook like i wasn't friends with him but he was from edmonton and this thing just happened like he was he found well, some what's the what's the issue with, with bigfoot being found like i think most of us are gonna go try to crack a coconut with him we're not gonna like run and hide you know what i mean <laughs> i would like to ride bigfoot like big food or big feet is he just one or two by the way so what, what's the big part? I think, Maybe it's just I a big part. It might not just be feet that he's got that are big, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> big red. Fuck AI. Bigfoot's coming for your girl, Frankie. <laughs> yeah, you can have Bigfoot, Bigfoot carry you around. <laughs> oh, doesn't play a swab. Like, <laughs> no problem. No problem. I'm most scared of AI for the sweet talk. Bigfoot has nothing on me when talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, have you I seen the big feet? I have big flat feet. So I don't, I don't, I don't care about fucking Bigfoot. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a marketing scheme, though. Maybe like the guy will like come back in a week from now and be like, I got this new song dropping on Confession <laughs> Records. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With Bigfoot. <laughs> the next video he was just like, yeah, I met Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was thinking, it was one of the, what, 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 like, I, I came home from a party 
and we were we came home pretty early and we we're just watching youtube videos and we this guy showed us this story and we were trying to think we're like okay like because there's one also a video of like these helicopters flying this big thing out and it could be like logs but it also could have been bigfoot so it's like a big conspiracy of like what was actually going on and then i was trying to get to the bottom of why i'm like but why why would people want to just murder bigfoot and steal him and take his gigantic cock out of the woods <laughs> probably because like i was like i was the only thing i could think of was like maybe like it, have you guys seen the new avatar hell yeah 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 hell yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the, the no. thing remember when they found those like whale things and the yeah. like the evil scientist was just like went into their mouth and like drilled in their head and like tuck yeah. out that juice or whatever yeah, he's like makes ah. live forever yeah you live forever i was like maybe bigfoot's got that live forever juice in his dick <laughs> <laughs> All right, Frank, you might have one up on you now. Yeah. <laughs> the fountain of youth. <laughs> damn it, big foot. Damn it. <laughs> that was a big foot right there. <laughs> we call that an encounter of two little feet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer I prefer encountering Bigfoot than a fucking zombie like in Last of Us. Everything is happening in Alberta now with the with with all the computer okay. theories. We were we were coming home from the club uh when I was in Calgary and there was these two girls with us and uh, they, I would, they were chatting. She's like, "Where are you from?" I'm like, "I'm from Edmonton." She's like, "Ah, Edmonton." I was like, oh, "Okay." Uh, I'm like, "Whatever." I'm like you don't like it that's fine she's like no she's like it's the only place where they had to make the last of us but they actually use cgi to touch it up and make edmonton look a little bit better for a zombie apocalypse i was like oh shit that's a bird on edmonton so bad, oh, man. yeah it was funny i seen a i seen a funny meme going around and it was like the world fears that when zombies come, they're all going to be stuck living in Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> Look, honestly, I've been very proud. I've been here in Amsterdam watching it, and I'm like, oh, my God, that looks like Edmonton. Oh, my God, that looks like Calgary. Like, it's been exciting for me, man. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm a proud Alberta boy, even though you know, I was born in Colombia, but Alberta is my, my Canadian territory and it's been awesome i, I i'm so proud of seeing alberta in the movie man in the in the, oh, yeah. the whole thing it is it cool it's awesome. good show unreal how show, good man. is that freaking it. show I, it's so it's good. good it's been great I, i've been calling this guy daddy all week eh? all, all this month he's been just daddy joe sunday and wednesday today sunday and wednesday I just watched the last episode today it was uh i watched the last night yeah, it's I don't so think we good. should spoil anything though. But the no, no, we can't. We can't. It was short. The video game's already out, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it, is it that it's been spoiled for years. It was, the the last exactly episode was like yeah, it's exactly the same. to the, to the oh, thing. Okay. They added a they added a few like scenes in or whatever. Like they didn't show the um whatever those the. <laughs> those Ron Swanson and his boyfriend. They didn't have that in the game and the. Ellie and her girlfriend in the beginning when they're in the, the merry-go-round thing. So they added all a bunch of creative like scenes, which that was, is that unreal. Was sick, sick. Side stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that last Wait, episode so when they, he they, was just killing motherfuckers, he killed so many people. <laughs> the, 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 the video game is, <laughs> is pop, like pop, that. Pop. It is yeah, yeah that, that means that there's no second season or what there is yeah yeah there's a second they don't they don't they, they, i guess in the what i heard was that the second season they're gonna have to break it up into like two parts just because they they want to have a third season but that in the last episode that doctor that they killed like the 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 brain surgeon or that's whatever, a spoiler 
Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> That's what the whole fucking thing is gonna be about. <laughs> it's just his daughter is like one of the main characters in the in the second one. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay, 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 okay. No, dude, that was amazing. I was that was so, so fucking badass. I just want fucking Pedro Pascal to hold me and protect me my whole life. It's fucking being amazing. <laughs> oh man, he's good in the Mandalorian. Is sick too. I love, I love the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, me too. Special. Even with the mask, he. Dude, so I, I all same thing because of Last of Us. I ended up getting this because. I, I just it kills me that they release an episode every week. It's like God damn it! I just want to binge, you know. So <laughs> the episode was done, and there's nothing else. I came. So Adriana and I was like, we need to see some more Pedro Pascal. Like he's like, where's where's Daddy? We need to see where's Daddy. Daddy? <laughs> so we ended up we ended up getting Disney Channel, Disney Plus to watch The Mandalorian. And we just devour the whole thing. And Make it's sure just amazing, dude. Make sure you watch Boba Fett, too. because Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. Um, exactly. It, it goes back and forth because, like, after season two of Mando, yes. there's Boba Fett, and they're in that together, and then it goes back to Mando 3. So you miss some pieces if you, oh, if you don't want to watch it in order. I love Frank's yeah, banana. Yeah, I didn't right know. Now. Frank, yeah. your banana? He's <laughs> just <laughs> flailing around. <laughs> It's what Adriana sees when he's naked. Oh, I love the Mandalorian. So good. Baby, let's watch the Mandalorian. That is here. Are we all call surrounded me, by Call me Pedro props, tonight. Yeah. Like I got my, got my USB. Tonight, I'm Daddy Pedro. <laughs> Show us the USB for the camera. James yeah. got a USB on drenchers. And then he's got the <laughs> It's 128 bites. I stole that from Matt. See what you did there. there. Who faxed that to me a couple weeks ago? That, that, that's on him. <laughs> Dude, but so Mandalorian finished it all. One Obi-Wan Kenobi, and they ended up watching Boba Fett, and it was there. They're like, oh, what? There's more, daddy. It's been amazing. This is the channel right now. I love, I love how they, like, with, with Mandalorian, how they went. Um, because he's a badass he's like a bounty hunter and he's so like it's, in the beginning he's like okay i'm i'm pretty I'm, I'm really sick in the beginning then he like upgrades his armor then he's like okay like gotta get a new ship gets his badass ship then he gets the dark saber he's just like leveling up and it's like it's kind of like a video game but it's like yeah, they did yeah, it yeah. so well it's so yeah, i like that too yeah i was so hoping they'd make done. a really good video game of mando like you'd kill it it'd be such a good it would, game. yeah it would, it would i'm pretty sure it's it. coming because yeah it, it's kidding uh, but I, I did like boba fett a lot, you know. I, Mandalorian is probably the biggest franchise of those ones, but the Boba Fett one was super sick. You know, it was, mm. it was, it was really, really dope too. I, I felt like the ones. I felt like they might have like purposely brought Mando into Boba Fett to kind of beef it up a bit because, like, you get like six episodes in, and like Boba Fett's character is chill. He's a lot more chill, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah true, I true. think it's because he's like he's old and shit, you know. He's zen now. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I felt like they brought Mando in to like increase the badassness of like killer to beef it up. I, yeah, I, that, yeah. And they kept they kept that Boba Fett on the same planet, which I heard people were like, they're like, hey, mix it up. There's like a whole galaxy, but they yeah. just stayed on that one. Thing. It, it, but, it's funny you say that because I was actually complaining about this this exact thing. I was I was bitching. I think I was just ranting to Kayla. I was just like. I love like the original like Star Wars episode one to three, how they're all in these all these cool planets with like force and shit and they like go mm -hmm. underwater and all that cool stuff. And yeah, then yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like 
And then I feel like a Boba Fett and like a lot of Mando and even it's just that episode like, you know, nine, nine and stuff of Star Wars. It's just like, hey, uh, this yeah. planet sucks. Like, yeah, it's just Navarro, Navarro oh, yeah. is like the least interesting planet in the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're clearly just saving money. And okay, where yeah. can we film nothing cost shit? The yeah. desert, baby, the desert. There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna yeah, I'm, you I'm nothing. pretty sure Earth's moon is more interesting than freaking Navarro. <laughs> <laughs> and Tatooine. Yeah, no, it, it's been dope, man. Disney Channel has been dope for me, for sure. This One thing, I, I looked up the, like, why... Uh, Mandalorian popped off so much was obviously Mandalorian is sick and um, Star Wars is sick, but because they like coupled it with Baby Yoda and he became such a meme, definitely people just it just uh, all it like introduced it to a whole nother audience that were just like not didn't really 100%. care about uh, Star Wars, but they're like, oh, Baby Yoda is really cute and awesome, and they're like, what is this? And it just gets the awareness out there, and it was just this like yeah like rocket ship that just exploded and became. And I learned that it's not Baby Yoda. I hope he becomes like a crazy ass uh, Mandalorian like yeah I think, I think it's gonna happen that's cool though like that he, he's got Jedi powers but yeah. you know he's got Mandalorian uh, I don't I don't want to spoil it too much but the last episode he took control and did a bunch of stuff for the first time so like it is yes. I, don't, I won't spoil it but the last episode he 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 was daddy Mando was baby same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct, <laughs> correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same. I saw it. I saw it too much. So excited about Grogu, dude. Yeah. I love me some Grogu. Awesome. <laughs> Geeking it out. Geeking it out super hard. Uh, yeah, well, what else are we talking about? We talked about... Would you guys care? What... Honest question. What'd you guys think of the Chris Rock stand-up? I listened to it on my way oh back my from GP. Um, I liked it. Fuck. I liked the old school I didn't Chris like Rock. it. All right. I didn't see it. I haven't seen it yet. I, I haven't I, seen I, it. I live under a rock. You know what? Of course, no spoilers, but I just think that he waited so much for like, he made us all wait so much to do it and to hear what he had to say. And honestly, I feel like it was a, it was a missed opportunity. He, he said great things. He said great truths and like he dropped great lines, but he came out as, at least in my eyes, as angry. And definitely didn't make it as funny as he could have done it. You know, he just, it was, it wasn't funny. He didn't, he, he, so many jokes to make about the whole situation. So many jokes for us, com non-comedians, we know there's jokes in there. And he was just, he was just ranting. Right? So I, I don't know. It was just. There's was a lot of emotional feeling probably involved with that. that for I, sure. It held back for on sure. the comedy part of it. Because like you said, he's ranting, right? So, I feel exactly. like he was he was like because him and Will Smith and like his whole family they were like best friends or whatever before all this kind of stuff. Oh, I didn't know and that then, part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, there he he went to his like first <laughs> show or something like that. Or Jada was like one of the ones that told Chris Rock to go for his first movie or something like that. They were like really really close. And then mm -hmm. so he was I think he was more so just like pointing out that like she was a bitch and he was a little bitch and they, they just kind of like it was it, it was more so about like he was trying to hit her or something like that. He was like mad at her or something. Oh uh, dude. You know, he, there was a lot just, of shit. He could have just read some memes from the internet and just make do a better job. And, he definitely didn't he, he definitely he definitely didn't Dave Chappelle it. Dave Chappelle would have just rinsed him. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's there's so many saying, jokes yeah. to make. He he's just, hilarious. He Dave Chappelle's the best. 
Dave so Chappelle, funny. apparently, I was listening to this thing. So his uh, SNL stand-up was he... So they're like, to do the SNL monologue, it's like a monologue is like different from a stand-up, apparently. And they it, they just... The, the flow of it's different. And he wrote a monologue and you have to get it like approved by like the uh, uh, SNL writing team or whatever. So it's like appropriate. And apparently it takes a long time to write a monologue. Like it's hard to do it. And he wrote two and he sent one in that was like clean. And then when he came out, he just did a complete different one on live tv <laughs> and he was talking about all the shit that he wanted to talk about and it was it was hilarious but he just they were like holy shit we did not know he was going to say any of these motherfuckers he offended like a bunch of people and didn't offend other people that's what i thought about the chris rock thing was that all the like people were like a lot of the comments that i was reading when like on some one of my buddies posted it on uh facebook was they're like i just didn't like how that made me feel i'm like Okay, it's jokes guys like it's it's jokes like it makes you feel no icky jokes. inside like i thought throughout the whole thing i i found myself cracking up a few times like throughout the i mean a few times see, see that's the keyword a few times when it's time <laughs> you get a fucking laugh the whole fucking stand-up you know it, it was just he got good lines for sure and, and again it was better than his last stand-up his last his last one was brutal it was, was brutal. i couldn't even finish it was brutal and again i said this uh yeah in some comments is like dude he he went down when he started doing movies with Adam Sandler. You know, like that, he became, he stopped being a comedian. And then somebody said, somebody said, he is the comedian, he's the comedian for white people with one black friend. <laughs> <laughs> not great. But then, and then he comes in, and it's just not. What a comment. <laughs> he, he dropped lines, and it was great lines and great truth, but it was just not funny. It was, not all of it, it was funny. And the, the, the data part, and with me, it was the last part. We're in the whole fucking standard for it. It, it, it was just dude I feel sad now I feel sad for you you're angry I'm, I'm not laughing I just ah, I, god damn it I was disappointed I'm sorry I'm sorry maybe you just got to lower your expectations Frank <laughs> yeah, yeah I have to That's lower my expectations put yeah, the banana yeah, yeah. down <laughs> <laughs> Hang up the bananas. That's, that's how Chris Rock's best still made. Just four soft bananas out of five. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is more hilarious than Chris Rock doing the fucking standard right there. Right? This is more hilarious. <laughs> but I appreciate the things that he said and, uh, you know, many different good things, you know, all together. What about the thing uh, before? But yeah, and it was me. I, 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 I love the dude too, man. And he fucked it up for me. I, now that I have Disney, I saw that there's like the Aladdin movie. I'm like, oh, Aladdin, and I, let's fucking watch it. And I, I saw that Will Smith in there like, ah, I, I just, I can't bring myself to do it. For some reason, it doesn't matter. It doesn't do anything to me, but I just can't watch a movie with him. It's just- You're like, I hate Genie now. He picks on people smaller than him. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it, yeah, it, it, killed, it killed the life for me. I, same thing with the- Will Aladdin was so good though. Movie. Aladdin was so good. That was a good movie. Yeah, and I and I want to watch it, but I just can't bring myself to do it because of these dudes. Uh, it's just it's those, been those, such a those Colombian moral killer. standards are just way too high. Let go, Frank. Let go. I need to let it go. God damn it. Let's have a little uh, debrief and we'll fucking sort this out. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's fucking cool, Bruce Will. We'll be your therapist. Yeah, he was One other, one other fucking oh. thing I've been watching lately. Was me? Oh, uh, hey, how's it going? How'd you, how you, how you get my number, bro? <laughs> 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 fucking chicken. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're they're talking to each other on their chicken and banana for people that listening. Is right now. <laughs> they're answering the phone. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking, what, of, speaking of chickens, did you guys wake up from the rooster at Wubs every weekend? I didn't know there was a rooster. Every night, I mean, rooster. Oh, oh man, I actually heard some funny complaints about it um, this weekend after the Grand Prairie show. I, I was talking to the one guy, and uh, it was so funny because there was a rooster. There was a rooster and some chickens in a, in a cage, only like maybe fifty feet away from like where we were camping and where I had a, like you guys. Like you guys oh, were. I didn't right. know. I didn't, I didn't you guys, know. I guess, were a little bit past me. I had you guys like what 40, 50 feet past me. But all the people that were down further, oh my god, they wanted to kill those roosters, eh? That's every, hilarious. Yeah, at five, six in the morning, every morning, they would just crank in the cockle doodle doos. <laughs> <laughs> crank in the cockle doodle doos. Yeah. I was just cranking the cock. Yeah. Oh my god, so funny. It was just I had so many complaints. We're just like, I'm gonna kill that rooster if you don't do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, know, is that kind of by the farmhouse? The yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's the house I grew up in. That old old shack there. I renovated it went before I moved in my early twenties. But uh, my sister—that is there. so crazy that you're throwing this super epic, awesome rave right next to the house that you grew up in. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's just so yeah. epic. Yeah, thanks. How, how come you didn't have the the beach stage this year? Uh, we debated it. It was a. Uh, I just was so focused on the new big stage. I just didn't want to. And honestly, um, a good call, this, like this is this is a good little topic because I know you guys you know, are you know well involved with the Womp and stuff. Um, what's really difficult is like I've been losing money every year because I've just been investing every dollar I have into it. I, I, and, I, uh, I yeah. you know. So when you when I when I bring in another thing like the beach stage, people are like, oh, it's not expensive. Just a couple speakers, you know, deck stuff yeah. on there. But one of the biggest costs for me is just like just even losing ticket sales of people that would have normally came, they would have, they were going to buy a ticket, but now, you know, now they're going to DJ and they want plus ones and they want a small fee or booze or whatever. So like opening a beach stage for me, like that's thousands of dollars lost just in, just in artist costs and all that stuff. Right. So that was a big decision for me when having the two stages, I had to pull the beach out because I couldn't afford the third not the production because there was no lighting and all that stuff it wasn't the production it's just the the artists and stuff and i've been financially killing myself these past few years and it's been really brutal so whenever i reach out to friends it's just hey man you actually willing to play for just like you know tickets for you and your girlfriend and stuff because you originally would have came anyway it's like you know help me help help this festival help me help this festival grow and it's like when people are doing it for a living like you know you guys are now and uh, frank you've been doing for a long time um you know that's different story right this is how you make your money it's like so you know you have to fork out the money for for the good artists like yourself to get paid and like that's how you make a living but when it comes to stuff like the beach stage it's just like i can't afford to spend twenty thousand dollars on artists to play every day it's just there's no, no way you know yeah just, yeah I, I i agree there's a lot to talk about that and we can talk about that later but but i i agree i think that uh people uh, people think that you know a festival means a lot of money for everybody and and oh. everybody wants always more money and no. it's like it's not about it's you know it's, the budget is tight because there's a lot of costs like you know like giving you asking for more money right now uh means that we have to do the same for everybody and then that easily quickly sums up to a lot you know mm -hmm. to thousands of, 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 of dollars that comes out of our pocket because 
you know, you sell tickets, but the other day it's about bringing the community together and creating a vibe and that old shit, all that costs money. And, oh, yeah. and, 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 and right. taking the money from, for, for somebody, you know, and, and, and adding to somebody else, like, well, if you want more money, you know, where do you want me to get it from? You want to, want me to not pay this artist or to not pay the other person to give you more money when yeah. you know that in reality, you know, it's not about the money, especially, oh. you know, the headline. Yeah. And well, for me, it's, it hasn't been about the money and I have uh, clearly like lost so much money every year that it's just like, yeah. it should be obvious to my friends and people from Edmonton and stuff that are friends of me. It's just like, Hey man, like I lost roughly 11 grand this year. The most I've lost out of all the years was this year. And it was just like when all the bottom figures came in and uh, it's just like, you know, when a good friend of mine has been friend of mine for 10 years, it's just like, Hey man, give me a couple hundred bucks to play. It's just like, bro, you're just asking for that out of my own pocket, man. Like, I love you, man. Oh, like, yeah, 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 please, yeah. like, help help me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, such yeah, a touchy yeah. subject because you got to look at it from both sides of, of, uh, of course, because DJs, DJs deserve to get played and they're paid because if without them, there wouldn't be a music festival. No, and obviously. It'd, be quiet, it'd be pretty quiet and dark without, uh, you know, all the production. Obviously. All that, right? Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got yeah. to meet, meet everyone's needs. And plus, they want a couple headliners. It's like, yeah so i just anyway back back to the topic i had to pull the i had to pull the plug on the beach stage this year just to kind of make those other two stages a thing and make it happen that's a good call man that's a good call it's good good to go you know slowly at a good pace and also at least for the first like five years of a festival it's not like the festival is making any money we're you're just trying to make the festival better and better every year so every like profit yeah. really just goes into like more sound more yeah. uh, uh better headliners next year even uh, increasing the capacity which also means increasing security and the the facilities needed for it to hold all those people there's a lot of infrastructure that needs to go into like a festival and then maybe in like five to ten years like you start making some money off of it which is like the goal essentially yeah but- well honestly i, I feel like I feel like even at the 10 year point, it's like, Oh, I made an extra 20 grand. I'm, I'm just going to be like, Kate, get an extra four bins of PK. Get yeah, an extra yeah. Exactly. 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 That's, exactly. Favorite, that's basically, on. that's what I've been doing every year is I uh, just, let's been, increase the vibe. Yeah. 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 That's I could have definitely held back. Like I had 16 bins in main stage. It was like, that's ridiculous. I didn't need that, but I <laughs> was just like, I'd rather do it. <laughs> it sounded great. <laughs> it's yeah, almost yeah, the it's, almost the same starting as an artist too, though. Like it's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. It, the same kind of thing of like the five years, you're not going to make money, and any money you make, you're you like investing invest. it back into yourself. Uh, yeah, because that's that's where we're at, right? Like, well, I, I, I think, think there's, it, there's something about it though. Uh, Tommy called that thought. Yeah, uh, and it's just. There's artists uh, for sure that live out of it, uh, you know, and, and that makes sense. Uh, but many of the artists, uh, especially in the smaller festivals, are people from the community that are part exactly. of the community that, that do it and that love to do it and that and that we're building a space for them to do it and for all of us to be, be together. And there's value in it. So that those kind of artists they have the life going on they have the living they have their jobs and like they're not living out of a fear of a festival yes. so, so 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 that's the struggle right there because 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 in many situations artists that don't live out of out of music they want to charge as if they did uh and, and 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 it creates a discrepancy because it's like but you're not appreciating the fact that there's value on the creation of the space for you to do this that right now being honest is a hobby because you don't live out of it 
Exactly. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a fine balance. It's, it's, a, it's a tough discussion, man. And that's, that's why I, that's where I that's where I split it up between the difference of guys like you and my homies that just like want to play in a club all the time and have no interest in producing music and making it a career. It's, that's where I decipher the differences of, you know, this is what you do for a living versus like you want to be up there and you want to play because you don't get to play a festival this big. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, guys, exactly. this is what this is what you guys do for a living. So you need that fee. Um, you know, eventually I, yeah. I know like, 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 uh, a lot of people want to quit their day job so they could be a full-time producer DJ. Yeah, yeah. And it's when you make job. that decision, like a bunch of us, like, you know, I'm, I'm a journeyman dual ticket tradesman and, you know, Paul works in the patch and Tommy's got a good career too. And, uh, you know, we, you, you, you sacrifice that. That's a lot of money. Like to be able to come up with that much money a month from just music. It's so that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I, 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 I'd like to, I'd like to add on to that point of like, what you're saying is that I think for all music producers, DJs, it's extremely important to have another job that you don't depend on music until you're basically making as or as much as or more when you are DJing. You have to like work and grind and do like a, that's basically your music based your side hustle until you reach that point. And then when it's better, then you can start looking into like stopping your main job. Like it just puts too much stress on you to like make money on, like just from DJing. You have to like kind of come from like a, a beggar's mentality. Be like, hey, like give me this gig. I need this fucking gig, and it it, it makes you feel desperate as opposed to like, hey, like this is my shit. You can take it or leave it. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. And it's and not, it makes I mean, it not I mean, fun. Yeah. 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 And you, when you make your, when you want to depend on your music, you end up, because it doesn't work at, at first, you end up first hating your music, hating what you do. And that's where the mental problem, the mental health problems come in and the anxiety and the depression comes in because you're just, just putting all this pressure on your art. And it shouldn't be like that. You should be even surviving on like your own from other things and then leave your creativity and your, and your music just thrive alone but not depend on it don't put that pressure on it because then depression comes in and then and then yeah. you're just expecting too much of it and then you're, you're not enjoying it and there's so much planning and preparation that i think has to go into it for you to be able to quit your job like i mean obviously that's my dream um but i look at a guy like um brody Lowe, for example i see i saw he was on facebook not too long ago and i don't know his situation great guy he's part of caslow and yeah. he was just talking about awesome. how like yeah, he's killing it. He's got, I think, probably around like 300 monthly listeners last time I checked. I, yeah, I he's he's an incredible artist. Yeah, yeah, on all the big labels, everything. And he's like literally saying like, how are you guys doing this? Like, I ha I can't stop working. I can't afford to to not work. Like, I, I still have to work. And I'm like, I feel like he said, it. he's like, I feel like I'm crushing it, which he is. And he's like, but I'm not making any money like to, enough to live. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and it's just, like, he's also living in Vancouver or down there. And maybe, maybe he's on the island. And it's like super more like expensive to live there. He's back in Van. He was in the island. I think he moved to Van. But he was talking about coming up here up north just to kind of make some oil money while, like what you're doing, Paul. He wanted to think about getting into the patch and just make some oil money. And then he could do his, you know, his music on the side. And that's just to basically fund his, his life, his career. Like, you know, his, he wants the music to be his yeah. main focus but he just wants a way to he wants a way to be able to not worry about rent and whatever while I he's think, doing it. i think i think a, a big thing with that just from what i've seen with artists and me navigating like the whole industry is that like even when you are making money from just music itself you still need to be 
like extremely conscious of being like frugal uh knowing like your tax stuff so you can know stuff to like write off and and whatnot living kind of below your means because i know when you start like touring and you get some popularity and attention like at least when i was younger my first thought was like yeah i got i'm making like 1500 a show like sick like i'm gonna buy this this like these bottles or like i don't let's go and do these crazy activities but in reality, like you have to really budget yourself out until you have like uh, a reservoir of of money. Like even now with shows, like you, reinvesting is so important to like putting more ads out to get your music out to more people, um, like look, getting more designs, like adding, getting people to help you edit stuff and get things out faster. Like there's all this stuff that just needs to get reinvested. And yeah. until basically the long-term play is like keep doing that for enough, long enough. And you have like good streams of income coming in where you can just kind of have like a team take care of stuff for you but even saying that like i don't see any of the artists i look up to that are like say dr fresh size are living bougie like they all like you can tell are all yeah. just like soup but doing exactly what tommy just said you know they don't live in some crazy house or like i just seen uh i think it was um uh skrillex and uh who's the other guy who skrillex is with right again fred fred again yeah and they're just like chilling in like this like apartment like screwing around just chilling and they're like huge obviously the biggest in the world and they're just like they just from what i could see look like they're living at by like yeah. humble well, means skrillex, and, skrillex has always been like that like he's always been a minimalist which i've loved about him that's yeah yeah exactly well even like i see uh, i there's this guy i watched on youtube his name is spencer cornelia he does these like breakdowns of like NFL stars, NHL stars of how they kind of like became broke after being like in professional sports and they just do, they'll get like a big contract up front, like a couple milli for a year and they'll just invest it into stupid things like a huge crazy car or like a fantastic house and like to maintain those things over a long period of time just destroys your income like just destroys it so having something just like living in like an, a decent apartment or something like that or a decent house and then just like having your the main goal at least for me when i was thinking of music i'm like i just want to do music every day and be able to feed myself and like it's like i want to be eventually like paid to go travel around the world to go check out different spots and i want to travel and adventure and stuff like that but you don't need to be super duper ball and i mean obviously that's like david Guetta's like the <laughs> the the end game but fucking <laughs> you know i like the basic if you can live like a normal person doing the thing that you love like i think that's a that's a big win yeah and let's talk about david again that's a perfect segue to david we <laughs> want to talk about him forever uh as far as me and tommy goes he's too like my biggest idol up there like he's just he was on what whose podcast logan paul or jake paul Lo or? yeah Lo logan paul's yeah logan paul's podcast and just to sit listen to this guy talk for two hours he's just like the nicest most humble dude just still, still stud, jacked, just shredded. The just best shredded. music, like he makes bangers in the mainstream hits. Yeah, he's just he, has, he has, he has, he has his his Jack Back project. Oh, you're like, a legend. I just under, love under, David Guetta. <laughs> you know, he's making like he's making like hip pop hits with the David Guetta, playing like Ibiza, all those crazy festivals <laughs> and shows. And he also has like the Jack Back Underground scene where he goes and plays like Amsterdam, these like techno raves, just going ham with like underground music and living the life. And he's like, he doesn't drink, he doesn't do drugs, he's killing it. He's like, he looks amazing for like fifty six or something or fifty seven or however old he is. 
like that's the that that's the the the, the dream or like the ideal or whatever <laughs> and, and he rocks look the last time i saw david guetta <laughs> <laughs> i opened for him and i drove his car through the stage <laughs> greg's holding up his no, talking no. banana he's got a talking it's time for me no, to no, talk no. No. Shut no, up. No, david guetta said this time frank <laughs> <laughs> i didn't ruin this day but i was close to ruin it as well and it was uh it was in las vegas we were in a pool party and it was a great pool party. I remember the hotel. And then we're there, we're there the whole time. And then David Guetta is fucking eyeballing Adriana, the whole party. And then I said, okay, David Guetta's looking at me. And I'm okay, cool, right on. And then, so we talk about it, we strategize. And then Adriana got close to David Guetta. And then David Guetta got like, oh, shit, okay. She's like, this is kind of working. <laughs> so he comes in, she kinda, he, she kinda, he kind of leans towards Adriana. And I just, Wipes out a fucking USB stick with our music and just gives it to him. <laughs> and he was so disappointed. He was like, oh, "Okay." Here you go, OnlyFans. Please be OnlyFans. I'm not gonna fuck then. I guess fine. Okay, fine. It's like the millennial version of handing out your mixtape, eh? Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Check out my demos. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't hate us, but he was disappointed because of us. And I'm sorry, David. Gaines. I'm sorry. Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> It was about the music, bro. <laughs> I can't believe you guys gave a USB to David Guetta from the crowd. Yeah. Well, he gets he gets too sleazy, motherfucker. He gets sleazy. Like, okay, well, okay, okay. You think you're sexy, motherfucker? You're gonna take my girl? Take my music instead. <laughs> take my music. <laughs> I got a banana for you, motherfucker. <laughs> so that was my last time with David Guetta too. Okay. Well, I had a bad experience here for, for Big DJ. Yeah, you, you, you just don't get along with any <laughs> right. of the big guys. <laughs> yeah, he's got a good story. Just uh, <laughs> one, one reason I, I like David Guetta is because he put out those YouTube videos of him in like his studio, and it was basically him talking about like his process for making a song. And like none of the big guys really talk about that, but he would smash out like for every he'll he'll write in like a week or two, like 15 songs, and then he'll maybe produce like eight of them and then maybe one or two will see the light of day like with the like with by the end of the process wow. and he just does this like this is a consistent thing it's like 15 to 20 tracks and then getting those ideas down getting singers in to sing them then like he'll figure out which ones are good do the arrangement move on to production and then make them like sound as cool as fuck and then even after that be like okay i have these three finished songs which one do we think will do well and then they'll mate with the team and he'll do that which is crazy and like the gear he's on, he's always like, he's got a MIDI, he's got his mat, he's got his laptop and a MIDI keyboard and like some like whatever speakers. That's like always, he's not in like some like crazy studio. He's just like on the road always just with like what the bear, like what you only, only the things you actually need, which isn't much nowadays. And also that, oh. do you guys see that thing that he did with the Eminem thing with the AI stuff? Where he got uh, he type he, no he typed in uh, a like uh, a, he's like write me a song like uh, Eminem and then he put it into a voice changer that was like an AI voice changer that sounded like Eminem and then put it into a song and it was like Eminem rapped a verse on his song he put it on TikTok and he got like oh, a I billion know. views or something like that it was crazy wow so fucking crazy so fucking that's the world we're gonna live in so now, good. Man. oh my yeah, god yeah yeah you have to like it? copyright your likeness. <laughs> Paul's yeah, dick's no, gonna be crazy. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you know, watch, watch our last episode. <laughs> if you want to know more, yeah.
<laughs> all right guys fuck yeah well it's been a great chat fuck yeah how, how are you, you guys are how, sweet. how much time has this been how long has it been i think like an hour and a half maybe or 15 yeah probably around 15 i'd say bop 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 james thanks for coming on james thanks for coming on holding your ground holding your holding your jump step ground yeah hold the dust showing us bringing us to the dark side clarify all genres matter i love all genres all yeah, fuck yeah. Matter. I'm telling you. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Yeah Baby episode three. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>